0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Hazardous Balance. This is your host, Matt. I hope you are doing well. Uh, I can't wait to go over uh, Binding of Isaac today. Sorry for the pauses. I'm trying to eliminate as many pauses as possible because I I have really interesting cadence that went while I'm talking. So I'm trying to work on that to make sure that we have a continuous conversation instead of me going uh, every few seconds. Today, we're going to be going over Binding of Isaac, which is going to be really fun. It's a great game, uh, roguelike that I really enjoyed. Didn't think that I would until I w- it was introduced to me by a friend of mine. And I'm super happy that they did because, oh, my gosh, is it good? Wow. I, I really enjoy playing it. Um, so without further ado, let's go into our hero and villain of the game. Uh, or of the podcast, not of the game, because that, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about our heroes and villain segment. And today's hero is going to be Leon Kennedy, one of my favorite characters from the Resident Evil universe. You can know you first would be introduced to him when Resident Evil 2, um, which is pretty awesome, a great game for the Nintendo 64 when it came out. And I believe it also came out on the PlayStation 1. Uh, but it's kind of hard for me to remember Uh, so reasons I picked him for a great hero. He pushes through um, even when attacked by horrors and the most random crap happening to you, like he's like, Oh, I'm going to continue into Raccoon City, even though this place is clearly something's wrong. But I'm going to go into the city anyways and head to work. (laughs) What? Yeah, it's my it's my first day at work. I have to be there no matter what. I have to be there at work today. Um, regardless of, you know, that there, there's a zombie apocalypse happening in a city, and I apparently didn't see it until I got there. So very dedicated to his job. Makes him a great hero, right? Um, apparently has no sense of smell. If you imagine as many people are dead in Raccoon City at that point, and you cannot smell the death, there is something wrong. Uh, so, oh uh, apparently has no sense of smell. That makes him a great hero, right? You know, if you're being attacked by zombies and you can't smell them or know that something's really wrong in the city that's, uh, you know, less than a mile away and you're in a Jeep and, you know, windows down and you can't smell death, something, you know, is either very wrong with you or you're like, man, it may smell like death, but I'm heading to work today, right? So, uh, also talking about him in different ways and different aspects. He is either a really great shot if you're playing Resident Evil 4 and you have that little laser sight on it and you can easily pop heads, or if you're playing Resident Evil 2 and you're hoping to God that you aimed up just enough to pop them in the head or you miss like a stormtrooper. So those are like a pro and con of this character. Um, Very interestingly, he can survive being bit by zombies and clawed at by zombies and not get infected. That's interesting, right? So also makes him a good character, especially in the Resident Evil universe, that you have a character that apparently can be bitten, attacked by zombies and not get infected. Um, I'm not sure if when they're doing the story, the idea is that they technically never get touched. The heroes of Resident Evil are on a no hit run, so <laughs> they they don't have to worry about it, right? Um, he can be knocked around like a ragdoll into walls, all sorts of things by a giant things and giant monstrous creatures and smashed and whatnot. And he's okay. He just gets up and he's like, yep, it's another day at work for Leon Kennedy. So I think that makes him a great hero, especially in the Resident Evil series. Um, You know, those flaws that I mentioned, lack of smell or basic intelligence in those fronts is pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, But, you know, it is what it is. He still has to find keys that coincide with different doors and things. And he's able to do that. He has the intelligence to do that. So it's not all bad, right? (laughs) So that's our that's our hero, Leon Kennedy. We could go into more depth about like Resident Evil 4, um, where I think he personally shines for the first three fourths of the game. And then the last fourth of the game turns into an action packed game that I utterly despise. I I mean, I don't despise it. I was like, okay, it's it's ran out of its hearth and now it's into just action. And then when they came out, excuse me, with Resident Evil five, that's all it was. It was just one big action game. And so we got to play that as Chris Redfield and Sheva. And I mean, it's a great game, but I don't consider it a horror game by any means other than the fact that they have little monsters in them, but I don't find them horrific in any way. So moving on to something that is horrific, which is our villain of the day. Our villain is from Monster Hunter World. Some of you will know it. Some of you will not. If you plan on playing Monster Hunter World and going through the Iceborne expansion, uh, you may want to stop listening right now and come back in about I'd say five to seven minutes. So our villain, and I guess you can't consider a creature that doesn't have sentient thought of villain, but I can, and I will. And that's going to be Shara Ishvalda. It is this creature that wants to destroy entire ecosystems and feed to become stronger constantly. Uh, And it has an insatiable appetite and hence why the, uh, hunters from monster hunter want to eliminate it because it is going to kill everything that it can. It, what makes it such a great villain is that its name roughly becomes in, in monster hunter language is the earth singing dragon or the old everworm. They also call call it that as well. It is able to use sonic vibrations from its voice or Which it projects through its uh, wings, which is really cool to control the earth and can control like if it's sand, if it's liquid liquefied, like um, sinking sand, or if it's solid as a rock. It can also use those to make rocks around itself as a form of armor. Um, Very cool creature one of the coolest monsters in Monster Hunter World. I think it is personally my favorite quote unquote villain type monster. Super happy they added it. So what things make it a great villain? Well, we talked about its insatiable appetite, but there's a part when you fight it at the beginning, at least for me, when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is a baby Zora Madrigos. I don't want to kill this. This thing's like a child. Why would you do that? And it's playing... Sora Madrigos' theme and I'm like oh my god it's a child but then you see these tentacle-like arms break free of these bricks and then ShareSh Valda stands there in front of you with its eyes closed and you have to imagine well this thing travels in the earth so it probably can't see right no No, no, it's not that it can't see. It's just that when it opens its eyes, it is the most terrifying looking creature that you'll ever see. And it's totally worth it. If you haven't played it, I recommend it. Or look it up look up the fight and watch the fight. Don't just go look at a Sharash Valda picture and see it with its eyes open. Because there is something about that moment when you look away and then suddenly... It's looking at you. And that is one of the other things that make it a great villain. When its eyes open, they track the camera instead of the hunter. So your little hunter's running around, but it's not looking down at the hunter. It's looking directly into your soul. And that makes it like a fourth wall shattering creature because it will always be looking directly into your camera at you as the hunter. So it breaks that fourth wall. Um, And every hunter that's on the field actually gets that same reaction from it. It's not that, oh, only the person who made the lobby or whatever. Everybody in there is seeing it, look at them, even, you know, though it's not, you know, facing that person. Its eyes will be tracking you no matter where you are, which is really cool. It's an amazing creature. Uh, but that's why I picked it as the villain is because something that is insatiable, like a fire, is a is this dragon uh, or I call it a dragon, this monster and monster hunter. And these are the reasons why is it's very presence instills fear and should because this thing is probably going to eat you. If you don't kill it, it's going to kill you. Um, it has many attacks where, as I said, it can liquefy the ground around you. It can also submerge itself completely in an instance and reappear somewhere else uh, far away because of its ability. Um, And then it can, since its screaming is so loud, it can basically make a vortex of air from where it's, you know, using the sonic um, vibrations to control the air and it can throw it at you like a spirit bomb, which is freaking amazing. It, it's a great creature. Look it up, Shara Ishvalda. And um, if if you don't want it spoiled, play through Monster Hunter, play through Iceborne. It's totally worth it. So now we're going to move on to our game today, which is going to be the Binding of Isaac. I was introduced to this game by a fellow streamer by the name of Rain. He's an awesome streamer; highly recommend checking them out. Uh, But I was watching, and I was like, "Wow, this game looks kind of gross. It's it's very red, browns, uh, not a lot of interesting colors, or so it seems." And I sat there and watched. I was like, "Wow, this is kind of okay. It's a bullet hell." Okay, well, there's some reds and all right, whatever. And but then you sit there and you start watching. You're like, oh, my God, is he going to make it? Is he going to dodge this particular set of attacks? Is he going to be OK? Is he not? Oh, oh, what, what does that item do? Because there's like 600 items in this game, which is fantastic. So you've got all of these different items that you can get. Um, and it's totally random while you're going through the game that you may get this that will help you out or you may get something that screws you over for the rest of the run or at least until you die and give everything to Guppy your cat. Um, But it is what it is. And that gives it such amazing replayability because there's so many items, there's so many builds, there's tons of different characters. There's all sorts of different bosses that you can run into in this game. I really enjoyed watching it and I actually had to go get it. I finally got it. I was like, I'm going to break down. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to play it um, when I have time. And I'll find myself being like, okay, I'm only going to do one more run. Okay, one more run. And it's really fantastic. So I um, you, you may be asking, like, what's the story of this game? And it, it's it's very detailed, actually. Surprising, surprisingly, it's very detailed um, hearing parts of it and seeing parts of it myself, um, it it starts off with your mother sitting there, your Isaac sitting there and she hears a voice from God. And it basically says that your son is corrupt. I need you to take away all of these things from your son. Oh, well, your son is still corrupt. I need you to also just lock them away from all the sins of the world. Okay. Well, your son is just so corrupt by the devil. And as one final, uh, justifications to me or show uh, showing of devotion to me. I need you to kill your son, Isaac. And you burst into the, your mom bursts into the room with a knife. You find a trap door under your bed and you jump in a hole into that trap door to escape your mother. And that's where the game picks up. And you continuously work through, um, fighting, Eventually, your mother at the end, in a way, and then fighting more and more. And the more that you play, the more that you unlock and the larger Binding of Isaac gets. The further you get, the larger the game gets. The more stuff you unlock, the more stuff that is unlockable you get access to. It's it's amazing. It's a great concept. It keeps the replayability almost endless for the game I I mean it practically it is endless Um, you get different so for instance you can pick up a pill in the game and it'll give you question marks Um, if you've ran into that particular pill before or that shape of pill before and it recognizes it in that same combination um, it will let you know like it could be speed shot down speed shot up uh, speed up um, damage up damage down uh, x-lax you know you think of these gross bodily fluids and that's what's going to happen. So this is where it gets a little bit odd um is that there is a lot of feces characters and blood and stuff of the sort. So it's not for everybody. Um to me it's not appealing. I don't have a desire for to fight giant shit monsters, except in Conquer's Bad Fur Day, where you fight I am the Great Mighty Pooh, and I'm going to throw my shit at you. I mean, then then that's okay. I'll go fight that monster. Uh, but when I was first watching it, I was like, nah, I, I don't want to play this. But it it's actually, it becomes fun, and those aren't like the majority of the enemies, unless of course they are, and the game spawns them in. Um, but I uh, Getting to the point of that, there's hundreds of enemies as well. Um, and the colors, as I said, they're very brown and red and things like that. It it grows on you. It really does. The more you play it or the more that you watch it, the more that it's entertaining, or at least to me, it became more entertaining. And I highly recommend giving it a try. So I said the story is interesting. The graphic style is very unique. So we kind of went over that already. Um, to talk about some of the faults of the game is that some of the levels are a little too dark and I'm always find myself questioning and watching, uh, my friend rain play is are the levels that dark on purpose or are they just, it, it was it an accident because there are certain holes or spikes that you just can't see because it might be slightly too dark or they blend in almost perfectly. Um, And then there's also enemies that that can blend in as well. And maybe it is on purpose, but it really sucks. It can really ruin a run that you're trying to not get hit as much. Or let's say that you're down to two hearts and you go into one of those rooms and then you get screwed, which that can really kill the mood of the game. But, you know, you just restart and go through again. Um, so I I still kind of wonder because even watching somebody who has played as much as my friend has and watching them have issues thinking about somebody who's never played it before and they run into a room like that, that's, that's gotta suck. That can't be fun, but Hey, it is what it is. Um, I'm, also like to point out that the music of the game is absolutely fantastic. They have all sorts of music that can play. Um, the second area I don't enjoy as much because it's not very upbeat and it's really kind of just bleh. But the first area and all the boss music is really good, especially if the boss fight lasts a while. They keep it entertaining and keeps your attention. So the music's really good. The sound effects of like things exploding and dying is actually really well done. Very satisfying. Definitely recommend it. The The first cut scene, when you first turn on the game and seeing the scene where God is talking to a voice is talking to uh, your mom. And it's just really well done because it's the same narrator like doing the voice. You must tell your son. And then the yes, my Lord, you know. The, the mom talking back is all done by the same narrator and does a fantastic job. Um, the cutscenes when you beat levels and get fully through the game up to a certain point are really well done. They're usually in color and slightly animated and they're very entertaining and they piece together what's the true story of what's happening. What's the full story? So definitely recommend going through the game, seeing all these different endings and in experiencing them because it's it's fantastic. It really is. Um, I also find that this game in particular, because of it being a roguelike and being able to do all these things, it's not very graphic intensive as well, um, but this game is great to play while waiting in lobbies or waiting for, let's say if you're an MMO player, you're waiting for a raid to start you You can easily just switch over, play it for a while, oh it's time to time to raid, okay, switch back over, and it still saves right there and you're ready to go. It's really fantastic. I really enjoy that feature that it's so easy to pick up, put down, and go on with whatever you're doing at that time so I highly <clears throat> excuse me, highly recommend it for that point, sorry if I' had to <laughs> in your ear. <laughs> But it's good. It's really good. Um, the bosses are crazy in the game as well. When I sit there and I'm I'm playing the game, and I what am I thinking about while I'm playing it? So I, I'm while I'm playing, I'm like, oh, what item am I going to get? Am I gonna get an item that's gonna screw me over? Is it going to help me out? What does this item even do? Do I wanna pick this up? And I'm always sitting there in this like. Oh, excited, like, oh, this is cool. This is a new item. Maybe it's going to make me super strong or also on the other side is, oh, crap. Is this item going to blow me up or is it going to ruin everything that I've worked for up to this point? For instance, you get Guppy the body of Guppy. I think it is. I can't remember, but it gives you nine lives, but one heart. So you literally go in, get hit. You die, you respawn and that happens nine times. Um, but it, it could be paired with other things to make it extremely powerful. Uh, but there, it's things like that. And then there's cursed items that can curse your run and make it even harder than it already is to get through. And th- those things make the game very enjoyable and very just, oh, what situation can I put myself in? <laughs> Which Or what situation have I found myself in? I definitely recommend this game for anybody to l- give a shot and also play it. So that's binding of Isaac. I unfortunately I put that in in about ten minutes, and we've still you know most of my podcasts they seem to be getting shorter and shorter, and I guess it's because I'm getting through what I'm trying to say very quickly. Him um, <laughs> as I make sounds and. I sit, I'm sitting here and I'm like, what What do you all want to hear? I, I had a request for a lore audio, um, a lore podcast, which I'm going to be working on. I'm currently working on. Um, is there anything more in this particular podcast that you would like to hear about? Um, Or do you think 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes is plenty of time for a podcast? I know some of you have like an hour ride to work and I apologize that I can't keep going for an hour or talking about a particular game for an hour because if you do that, or at least in the case of this game, there's really not that much more to talk about but uh, I mean, I've went over the game type. I went over the different enemies, the music, the the difficulty levels. Uh, I didn't really speak on too much, but the game has plenty of those, as you can imagine, with it being a bullet hell style game. And you know, let me know what you think, uh, or what what I could do to improve. Like I could sit here and tell you that I'm still playing near replicant. Um, trying to level up all the weapons to get the true ending of the game um, because there are multiple endings in those games. Uh, that is kind of spoilery, but it's it's true. Um, I'm also been I've been playing the game Valheim lately, which I've been really enjoying with friends uh, building stuff. We've been working through, I think we beaten, yeah, we've beaten the second boss. We're working our way towards the third. Um, I'm really excited to do that. I mean, I could go over stuff like that about what I'm playing currently that, that day instead of just picking a specific game. And, and maybe I could end the segments that way. But let me know what you think in the comments. Like if you're enjoying it, what pieces you're enjoying, what pieces you're not, what, what do I need to improve on? Because that's what we're here for. That's, that's what you guys are here for. And that's what I'm here for is to give you the content that you want because I care. I love lore. You can ask me lore questions. I'm going to be working really hard on that. Um, I'm a little scared and skeptical that I want it to be really good, so I'm kind of afraid to do it. Um, But I want you guys to push me to do it, and I want you guys to want it because I love lore. I could sit here and talk about Elder Scroll lore all day I can go into I went into a stream earlier today I watched them playing Morrowind and they're like oh this is Devaith Fear and I'm like oh that's uh, Sothisil's first apprentice and he's really strong and he can do all these certain abilities and there's there's hundreds of them uh, you know he's made hundreds of himself and his consciousness can move from one to the other and he even made female versions of himself and you know I could go on all day about stuff like that it's just finding that content um, and making sure that it's what you enjoy. I also had someone who told me that I need to draw a picture and do like a segment, like maybe a 10-15 minute segment of a story based on that picture. You all can see the picture and listen to me tell a story about it. Or I could do it vice versa. I sit here and I come up with a story about, you know, a hobgoblin named Fred or Teddy. Teddy the hobgoblin who lives in the sock drawer of a... Meerkat. I I don't know. That was that was totally random. But anyways, (laughs) thank you all. I'm going to go ahead and end here. We're we're at the 20, almost 25 minute mark. I'm going to definitely make it to it. Um, If you enjoy this kind of content, please comment in any way that you can. Make sure to stop by the stream at www.twitch.tv forward slash xxhazmat. We'll uh, we'll talk more there as well. You can ask me about the game I'm playing or if there's a particular game you want to see me stream, let me know. Um, It is getting close to uh, my birthday on this particular uh, podcast, and we have Resident Evil Village coming out, which I'll be happy to talk about, which I need to talk about even if I don't like it, right? So thank you so much for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions, comments, please leave them down below. You all are awesome. Never forget that. Hope to see you soon. And until next time, this is Matt.